Hey there, audience. Horror historians? I don't know. I'll come up with a fanbase name eventually. I have some housekeeping I want to take care of before I start this episode. First of all, we're at the halfway point of season one. And truly, thank you all so much for coming on this journey with me and helping me grow. If you want to help out a little more, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at AdultingHS. You can also leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, as that will help me be seen by more people and improve based on your comments. And of course, you can tell your friends and spread the horror and laughs around. Another important announcement. I'm now taking submissions for season two. Would you like to come on the podcast? Do you have a personal horror story you want to share, but not in person? Kind of like Jovan did? Reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at AdultingHS and tell me about it. Finally, I'd like to talk about today's episode. Some of my day one listeners know there was a demo episode I put out to get feedback for the adulting horror stories concept, an episode I have since taken down. I got feedback from a lot of you on that episode that helped me make season one the fun and informative experience that it is. But I felt it a shame that episode one did not get to benefit from all your great commentary. So, I remade it. Today's episode is a streamlined and improved version of my demo episode. It features a friend of mine dating horror stories. He was kind enough to put himself out there and share his dating struggles with the world. There truly would not be an adulting horror stories if it weren't for dating horror stories. In the episode, I mentioned that you can check out his Instagram page at Dating Horror Stories with a YS. Plot twist! It's been taken down due to what I can only describe as foolishness on Instagram's part. Since then, a new page, Dating Horror Stories 2, has been created. Stories spelled with a Y-S because I-E-S keeps getting taken. It's a funny page, and for those of us that struggle with dating, including me, seeing the nonsense that shows up on there is a reminder that we are not alone in those struggles. That feeling you have that audacity is on clearance in the dating world? You're not the only one who feels that way. I strongly encourage you to check out the new, improved Dating Horror Stories 2, have a laugh, and welcome him back to the wondrous world of Instagram. Thank you. And now on to the episode. The moment I got in the train, just this massive wave of depression fell over me and like, There were tears in my eyes. I don't know why I got so sad. Adulting can be hard, even scary. Adulting Horror Stories shares intimate tales of adulting fails and insights into how to avoid them.
All right, hello. Welcome to Adulting Horror Stories. I'm your host, Dion, and today I am here with Dating Horror Stories. How are you? I'm I'm here. I'm ready to spill some tea. I'm just happy to be here. Glad to hear it. Some background for how we know each other and really the inspiration behind this podcast. Dating Horror Stories started before Adulting Horror Stories as an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And then when I was coming up with podcast ideas, I was thinking I really like that idea, but I would never want to focus on just dating because that could be really depressing. So I thought, what about all the things in adulting that make life difficult? And so Adulting Horror Stories was born. Anyway, today I believe you have somewhere between two and five of your worst dating horror stories to share? Yes, I do. (laughs) God. Um, I have a list of all the worst dates in my life in one place. And looking at it just gives me never-ending anxiety, sadness, and just like, this is my life. But also, it turned into the really funny story that you have gone on. Why did you generate that list? Honestly, so I can keep track of all the shit that was going on. (laughs) But also, I knew someday, and I didn't know what form, that this would all become useful. And (laughs) and today is the goddamn day. It's here... I'm here to spill some of these crazy stories because when I used to tell my friends about them, they would be like, this didn't happen. This wasn't real. I'm like, unfortunately, it was fucking real. All right. I'd feel bad if I didn't try to share some horror story of mine. I like the, I'll show you mine if you show me yours (laughs) type of uh, methodology, I guess. I don't know what my worst horror story is. I The one that always comes to mind, actually, is just that I went on a date with someone, and the whole time they were talking about, one, their ex, and two, all of the just bad shit that had happened to them. And overall, yes, that was disappointing, and it was a bad date, but it didn't feel so bad in the moment. It was just like, all right, we'll we'll chalk this up to a loss and go home. But the moment I got in the train, just this massive wave of depression fell over me. And like, there were tears in my eyes. I don't know why I got so sad, but maybe I don't know if I felt bad for the person or what, but that I hated having that feeling. So that's my horror story. That, oh my god. I've topped your horror stories and you're left speechless. I love it. (laughs) I'm left speechless. I don't know what to say. That is like peak level depressing music, but in real life. (laughs) Should I begin? Should I start? So, this story is not going to sound real, but I can confirm that all of this did happen. To give you all a little bit of a backstory, there is there's a little bit of a superiority when it comes to going to Ivy League schools in some people. Some people are kind of just like, yeah, I just happened to go to Yale or something like that. Some people just aggressively throw it in your face. This situation was not aggressive, but turned aggressive as time goes on. So I'm dubbing this date, Mr. Harvard. Mr. Harvard, for months before we even went on our first date, was trying to get at me. And I, for some reason, just wasn't 
feeling it. I was like, you know, yeah, I guess you're okay, but like, I'm not really like that interested. And then he kind of threw in, you know, I go to Harvard. And I was like, bullshit. Why would somebody that goes to Harvard live in this neck of the woods? Like, wouldn't you be, I don't even know what the fuck Harvard is. Is it Boston or is it in? I believe it's in Boston. In Massachusetts, I should say. Massachusetts. Okay, I was half right. It's out there. So I'm like, okay, this is bullshit. I don't really believe you're going to Harvard. I thought he was just saying that to try to really get, like, some points. But I was like, there's no fucking way you go to Harvard. But unbeknownst to me, he sent me a screenshot of an email that he was in for, like, the official Harvard email. I had to look that shit up to make sure it was legit because I was like, this could have been photoshopped. I'm that kind of person. I have to make sure that <laughs> things are correct because, you know, if we have another episode, we will talk about all the other things that I have looked out for. But anyway, I had to make sure that shit was real. It was. So I was impressed, I will say. I think that's kind of what hooked me in because, you know, I, I like an educated man. We started talking a little bit more, but then he's getting creepy because he was just start, he started sending me nudes out of nowhere. And honestly, and I'll say this, they weren't even good. Like, if you're going to be sending people nudes, at least make them look good. At least have a good angle, a nice... Make them professional, if you'd like. But these just were not... They weren't good. And I would get them, like, every couple of days, and then he would ask me out on a date, and then he would send a couple more, and then he'd ask me out on a date. And I'm just kind of like, what? 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 What do you want here? Like, are you trying to hook up with me or go on a date? Because I'm getting too clearly two different responses and i don't know which one i even want to do because i'm unimpressed and i'm also kind of scared so we topped it up and eventually decided you know what we'll go on a coffee date so we go in we order some coffee it's like let me set the scene it's seven o'clock at night it's starting to snow so no one's really outside there's like maybe four other people not including the workers at that starbucks in the starbucks it's also a really small one. Like, there were barely any seats. We sat in the corner. It was kind of awkward when he got there. He really didn't have too much to say. And usually when that happens to me, I'm just like, okay, they don't fucking like me. This date's going to be over in 30 seconds. We got the coffee. So we sit down. We're just shooting the breeze. That conversation was done in, like, 15, 20 minutes. So we're literally just sitting there drinking our coffee. It's very quiet. Very awkward. And then he made a very, like, strange comment in the middle of all awkwardness saying, I really want to sit on your lap right now and give you a big old smooch. And I was like, um, this is awkward. Like, he must have been feeling something that I just wasn't feeling because I didn't get any of that, like, yeah, put the sexual tension in there and make it just stick to the walls. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that in the moment. I still wasn't feeling it even after it. So... I didn't know what to say to that. I literally don't think I said anything to that. I think I just kind of chuckled and kind of just let it slide. And then my favorite part of this entire date started to happen. He was telling me that he was living with a friend of his, his mother. So his friend moved to New York City to do some weird internship. So he was staying with the mother, which that was already weird. Living in her basement, also weird. And she also had a very strange dog. Now that dog, that day allegedly at this time had eaten a whole thing of tampons from the downstairs toilet and was throwing up the blood and had to be rushed to the hospital and the mom wasn't home so he had to go all the way back there to take it back to the hospital now in that moment when i am hearing this kind of story my immediate reaction is just like you are looking for a way out and that is okay because i was already kind of over this date anyway 
I was okay with the fact that you were trying to get out of it. I was okay with the fact. I was actually kind of mad. I was like, you couldn't come up with something even better than that. Like, I could have come up with, like, 15 million excuses to get out of this. But you came up with, you know, you came up with that. I'll give you credit. And then he's like, I have to go. And I'm like, oh, oh it's okay. It's okay. Um, he's like, I really want to go on another date. I'm like, yeah, right. I'll never see you again. And then he drives. And then I don't really hear from him that night. And then the next day, he was just like, you know, I'm really sorry about last night. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I really just assumed truly that he just wanted a way out because he was so uninterested. And I was okay with that. I was truly okay with that. And, and then I find out months later that all of the events that he told me that day were actually true he showed me photos from the hospital with the dog having its stomach pumped with the tampon that it swallowed i was like oh i truly thought and i mean truly thought that it was fake i really did not see that coming so when i saw the photos and i saw the messages from the mom i was like wow okay then he was like i didn't want to leave i was really having a good time and I was like, well, I can't really deny the fact that, like, that happened. I can't really confirm or deny that you had a good time. But the fact that you showed me proof that this actually happened and that that dog truly ate those tampons and went to the dog hospital. I really didn't have any, like, stand on. And then after that, we just really never talked again. I got into a relationship. So did he. Didn't work out with either one of us. He sent me more nudes on one of the dating apps. I blocked him. So to this day, I don't really talk to him. But that was just a very wild experience that night wow so on one hand other than wanting to sit on your lap and give you a big smooch which is weird as hell the rest of it just seems like he's a kind excluding the news it seems like he's just an awkward dude um because he could he couldn't control the story that happened with the dog which is also really unfortunate i i also don't know if i'd want to receive the, the photos the proof of the dog being sick did you did you check the timestamps? Like maybe that happened one time and he just uses it to get out of a date every time. You know what? I actually didn't do that. I probably should have. Although I will say if you were doing that on multiple dates, like I don't know I don't know what to say to that. Like wh- why are you going on dates with men and or women that you truly don't want to go out with if this is your rhetoric every single time? For the potential opportunity to sit on your lap. oh my god okay i'm not even sure um (laughs) do you want to go into your next story are there other things you want to share in relation to this story the only other thing that i remember happening at like a year after was i was single as a pringle um (laughs) yeah i was very single last year i still am um pick up but i'm still single but um Last year, he got into a relationship with somebody, and I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. This is kind of when I was on my grown shit and was trying to make amends with all the people that I dated. And I was like, I'm really happy for you. I hope it really works out. And then, like, three weeks later, that guy dumped him um, out of the blue, and then he just started sending me nudes again. And I'm like, I don't want these. I literally don't want them. That's why I blocked you. I also think he saw his post on Dating Horror Stories which is why you should go check it out, because I did post about him once. Actually, no, I posted about him twice, and I think he might have saw it. So wait, you let him join the page knowing that there were posts about him on it? I didn't let him join the page. I Don't had... you have to accept people? No, no, it's public. All of you listening, you can go look at it right this second. That's right, at Dating Horror Stories. 
Is it spelled a specific way? Is it spelled with like a Y-S? Because yes, because yes, the story I-E-S was taken. There we go. Let them know. Exactly. Just so you guys know. But yeah, it was public. I think I was promoting it on my private Instagram, and he probably just went to look, and he probably saw it. And I think he, I don't know if he blocked me on Instagram. I think I ended up blocking him. I'd also like to point out, this is why you block them on everything early, so these I situations mean, don't happen. I, I didn't think that he was actually going to go look. Most people don't go on the page that often in my like personal life. Like People just randomly go on it. But in my personal life, it's like pulling teeth. It's like it's kind of like that hobby. Like, you know, support my side hustle. And they're like, no. But everybody else will, but not the people you love. So he was kind of like that. I was expecting that, but he actually went to look. And I was like, oh, god damn it. I really didn't want you to, but you already did, so... I completely understand that you felt that way and thought that. I actually completely disagree with the idea that he wouldn't go look at it. Because another horror story I have is when I cut off someone I dated a while back. And then many months later, maybe even a year later, that person sent me a penny on, <laughs> was it Venmo? To send me a message because they were blocked on everything else. So to me, I feel like if you have a hold on them, if they really like you for some reason, they really want to get that lap action, they will try to find you. And so they will hunt down your dating horror stories page. And then look at and see them on there and be either mortified or, yeah, that's right. Anguish. Keep posting me. I need to be seen. I wonder if he reported it. Like I'm in this post and I'm and I don't like it. It makes I mean, me uncomfortable. I think the post is still there, but I haven't spoken to him in a very long time, so and that's kind of for the best. I agree. Being bombarded with nudes is not not fun. What's story number two? I had matched with this girl named Kaylee on the Tinder. Her name's not Kaylee. So matched on Tinder. Seemed really cool just talking it up. She was really funny. And then we created phone numbers. We were texting for a while. And then she was like, we should hang out sometime. So I was like, you should go on a date. And she was like, yeah. So at this point, I think we had decided to go out either that day or the day after. And I was scrambling on like a place to go. I didn't know what would be like the most appropriate kind of date. And so I decided to go to Red Lobster um, at the first date. Classy. Classy. I mean, Get I, her some Cheddar Bay biscuits, and the <laughs> moment you're done eating them, leave. <laughs> I wish that's how it happened. Um, even my mother to the day was just kind of like, you don't take anybody to Red Lobster on a first date. That's too classy. That's too top tier. You need to go to Denny's or something like that to kind of get to know and Beyonce I'm like, took Jay-Z to Red Lobster according to formation. I mean, yes, she did. But at the same time, like, they've been married for a while. But also, he cheated on her. So I'm like, is Red Lobster really, like, the upgrade place in this case? <laughs> but, yeah, we went to Red Lobster. I thought it was a fun time, you know. She got what she ordered. I got what I ordered. I had those cheddar biscuits. They were very good. You know, it was a good time. And we had planned to go out, like, maybe the week after. And we were talking on Snapchat, messages were getting kind of frisky and things like that. But then a couple, like maybe a week goes by, we didn't end up hanging out. And I get 
a Snapchat from her, and she is giving a random guy, like, a lap dance and is making out with him. Like, it was sent to me, like, directly to me. And then there was another one on her Snap story that was not as provocative, but it was, like, provocative enough to give me the hint that, like, she was dating him. So I'm like, um, what is happening here? So I just sent a bunch of question marks. And I knew for a fact that was not her brother because (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, if it was that's my first assumption, like, oh my god, she's she's grinding on her brother. So after I got that, I sent a bunch of question marks. I didn't get a response. So I just kind of deleted everything. (laughs) And to this day, to this day, I truly don't know what happened. A friend of mine told me that they thought that she was, like, fighting with her boyfriend at the time and just wanted to go on dates, and she did, which is honestly, like, possible. And believe it or not, that is not the first time that I've ever gotten a snap like that, like, of something very off the wall from somebody that I'm interested in. Actually, this is a side story. I got a a video once uh, of this Canadian guy, like, that I had a really big crush on. And I was, like, really interested in dating them and all this stuff. I got a video from him at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning of him getting a blowjob from what I thought was his ex-boyfriend. Because <laughs> he was talking about his ex and how he scarred me and hurt me and I'm going to therapy and all this stuff. And I'm like, but you're literally receiving a blowjob from him at 7 a.m. And you sent it to everybody in your Snap story, including the guy that you know is very interested in you. So that is not the first time that's ever happened. But both times, I was just kind of like, um, what? So what confuses me is that with the Snapchat, if that's her boyfriend and in theory she wants to be with that boyfriend, when we're talking about Haley, why? I feel like if you if you were a different type of person, you could have gone and found her boyfriend and been like, you know, she's dating other people, right? If she came home smelling like Red Lobster one day, that was me. I'm going to assume that's some self-destructive behavior right there because feel like you're you're just messing up both the relationships honestly i mean i agree i do have one question you said after that you deleted everything did you block her i don't think i did i think i just unfriended her so for the people listening to the podcast the the three people listening to this podcast i do need you all to know i am a strong advocate of blocking meaning should you block anyone who just pisses you off or disagrees with you? No. But when it gets to the point where there is no benefit whatsoever that a person can add to your life and every time they contact you, it's probably going to be bad, bring up weird feelings, but what, no matter what, it's going to like not cause any good. Don't give them the opportunity. Don't give, don't give them the opportunity to come looking for you or crawling back when things get bad with their ex again. And so we, we've had this conversation multiple times of just like, don't just delete them, block them, cut them out entirely when you realize it's not worth it. But everyone's different. And so, yeah. Built different. These I'm built different? Yes, you were built different. <laughs> I was built cold. There's ice in my veins. <laughs> that person who found me who messaged me on Venmo, I collected my one cent and then just 
set the message from public to private. Because that's all of the value they ever added to the relationship anyway. One cent. One cent. Do you have any other stories? I have a ton more, but they're not as, like, long. They're just kind of, like, one-offs. Do a rapid fire. Do, like, a real quick rapid fire some of the craziest things. So, there's this one from 2016. I was on a second date with a Japanese boy um, in New York City, and he literally walked out on me because I said I had Korean friends. And <gasps> before he gave <laughs> Stop. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm so scared. He did. I have to tell the story now because I feel like it's coming clear as day. So it was our second date. We had a great time on the first date. So we actually were going to wait a week to see each other. We only like waited a couple days. Met in the middle of New York City, like 34th Street. We we're going to go to the aquarium. Um, we went to go get a quick bite to eat. We're literally sitting dead in the center of the restaurant. And we're just eating our food, getting ready to go to the aquarium. He's just talking about like something about Japanese culture. And he said something about hating Koreans. And I was like, but, like, I don't get that. And I was like, I have a bunch of Korean friends. Like, one of my best friends on the planet, she's Korean. A couple of my friends growing up at um, in high school, not in high school, but, like, my first couple years in university, a lot of them were Korean. I got into K-pop and all the good stuff that Korea has to offer. And you he lost just kind of K-pop. That's what did it. When he said, you like K-pop and not J-pop? Trash. I didn't say I liked K-pop. I just, that was in my head. I was just like, Korea has given us so much contribution to, like, culture. So I was kind of like, I don't get it. So I said I had Korean friends. And then after that, he literally gave me the silent treatment. Like, you have shamed me silent treatment. He didn't say shit to me for a good five minutes. He was on his phone for a, the whole time. And I was so confused. Like, this was probably one of the first dates I had really gone on to. So I was kind of like, I literally was so confused. I was like, what the fuck is going on? We were just having a great time. And then everything just switched up. And then I'm just quiet. I'm just freaking out. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm texting one of my friends. Like, what is happening? I don't know what I did. Um, and they're like, no, don't take that. Like, don't take that. You need to stand up for yourself. So then he got off his phone. And then I was like, I don't know what I just said to piss you off or whatever. But I was like, that was really rude of you to just be super quiet to me. For no reason. And then he literally, I forgot what he said, but it was so hurtful. He said something. He literally walked out, like, of the place, left his food there while I was still eating, made a left, and I was there stunned. I was shocked. I was never walked out on before in my life. And then as I left the restaurant, like, I threw my food out, I threw his food out. (laughs) I'm outside on 34th Street trying to head back home. I'm in a panic because I don't know what the hell happened. I'm confused. Oh, and you know why he was on the phone for five minutes? He was deleting me from all the social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why he was on the phone and not saying Oh, my God. So he deleted me from Facebook, Snapchat. He um, he blocked my Instagram. He didn't block my number because he couldn't block my number because I had an Android at the time. So that was the one thing that saved me, I guess. So I was just, like, super confused. I was like, why the hell did you walk out on me and do all this? And then he gave me some bullshit answer. And then he sort of apologized, but at that point I was like, I'm never talking to you ever fucking again. Like, you walked out on me and gave me trauma? Like, no. And to this day, I don't know whatever happened to him. That was just, that was a moment. And so there was that. Uh, I was talking to somebody from England who didn't believe bisexuality was a real thing and that bisexuals were just liars. 
So that was also a thing that happened. It's time to go into what you've learned from all of that. Really, what I want to talk about is both why you think you got into those horror story situations, which if because it's dating, it's like I was might be I just I was lonely and naive, but whatever. Why you think you got into the situations and then what you've learned since, of which the most important rule is apparently don't go to Red Lobster for a first date. <laughs> I think part of why I even like entertained all of the horror stories that you just heard is I was A inexperienced. And I think it was also just I really wanted to con- like really connect with somebody and these were kind of just people that like even if they turned out literally to be the worst pieces of junk on the planet, they were kind of like the closest things that I had to like a romantic connection. And I've also come to learn over the years that like romance is it's fun, but it's not like the most important thing in your life. In my life now, I feel like I have everything I've ever wanted. I'm single as a fucking Pringle, and I'm actually really excited about that. Also, therapy really just helped me kind of learn that a lot of that behavior that people were doing to me and also the behavior that I was kind of inadvertently seeking out was just kind of like part of that process of just not knowing like what to look out for, just not really paying attention. Like when you're asking to connect with people, you should also be sure that you're connecting with people that you would actually want to be friends with. People kind of, when you're on dating apps or you're just in a dating world in general, I think the big thing for a lot of people is just getting as much attention as you can. Like the amount is more important than the quantities for some people. And honestly, if that's your prerogative, that's okay. If you're more about quantity than the quality, that's, that's for you. But you know, as time goes on, you kind of really want that quality more than like a, like a large amount of people being into you. Nowadays, I think I even, on most apps, I think I get like, three likes a week or like every couple of days or whatever and i'm totally content with that i'm not the hottest person on the planet but i know i'm not like struggling in the looks department either but at the same time I really just kind of focus more on the quality of a person and really making sure that like is this really gonna be worth the time and are you safe and are you like looking for the same things that i'm looking for specifically because a lot of these people that are going that was going on these dates with Nine times out of ten, at the very end of it, if I kept going with most of them, it was just going to end up being like a hookup situation, and I never would have talked to them anyway, especially the one that was sending me really bad nudes. Like, that one was just a hookup galore, but I just didn't see it that way right away. But, yeah, I've just learned as time goes on, you don't need a shit ton of people to, like, take interest in you to be happy or to, like, you just don't need all that. And just focus on quality people and really just taking the time to like get to know people in a nice way, in a safe way, not going to people's houses. And if anybody ever invites you to their house on the first date, do not go because that's usually the quickest way that they will try to hook up with you. I've learned that the hard way multiple times. Take it from, I guess, a champ in this department, the HBIC of going to people's houses on first dates. <laughs> Are there any other just safety-related recommendations you have? Don't go to Red Lobster. <laughs> Don't get a Red Lobster. Don't get go to Red Lobster and be careful where, where and when you mention having Korean friends. Yeah, I mean, also don't date ra- don't date racist people. Just don't do that. Like, if you know if they're racist, homophobic, biphobic, misogynist, whatever, just throw them out. You don't need it unless you're also of that caliber 
then I guess do what you want. But if they're coming at you with all that, just throw them away. That's not worth it. Um, let your friends know where the hell you are. It's become very cool for people to just go out on whimsical dates and not tell people where they're going. People literally will kill you. Send somebody your location. Send somebody your Snapchat location. Just somebody needs to know where you are, just so, for safety purposes, because you really never know. Um, this is more of a COVID safety thing. If you're going out with somebody who doesn't believe in masks, don't go on a date with them, because they probably don't believe in a lot of other things, like common sense, or contraception, or Black Lives Matter for that case. So, just don't, just don't do it. But what did Nicki Minaj say? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Just don't. Thank you so much for sharing. I've definitely learned a lot and I've, I've been shocked multiple times throughout this episode. Thank you for your time. Can you remind the audience of who you are and where they can find you? Yes, I am Mr. Dating Horror Story. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Dating Horror Stories, YF, not IES, because stories IES was stolen. So we have to go with stories. Um, we're a growing community. We tell some fun stories. We laugh a little bit. We cringe a little bit. But, you know, we have a good time. We'd love to have you. That's where all the toxic people are. Facebook, you'll get the best horror stories then. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. This has been Adulting Horror Stories with your host, Dion. And I will see you in the next one. Let's see, there was um, Mitchell, who was a grad student that friend-zoned me after making out with me all weekend. Um, all weekend? Let's God see. Damn. 